Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Hey, Deb. You look stunning today. Do I? Yes. What is, what is, you know what, it's probably sun. I Maybe. spent a lot of time in the sun this well, past. You just uh, look glowy. And You're glowy. <laughs> and showing a lot of skin. <laughs> you are. It's sexy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Uh-huh. You look pretty mm-hmm. gorgeous, too. Thank you. Ooh, your bracelet. I'm just now noticing that bracelet. That's amazing. I got it at the um, the Tagua, I hope that's how you say it, the free trade store over there in Fig Garden. Oh, okay. They have this free trade store. So everything you buy in there is made from um, artisans across the world. Right. And then they actually get paid an actual wage for their work. Right. So that's where this is from, if you can see it. That's awesome. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, it really is beautiful. So we have yeah. we have not been together I in know. a while. I was out of town last week. Mm-hmm. I was in Boise with my girl and her husband and all their friends. How fun. And, you know, this is the thing, is that they have friends that range in age. My daughter's 33. Her husband is 43. And they have friends that range in age from about 25. I mean, they're close-knit yeah. friends. Yeah. Range in age from about 25 to 70. Oh, cool. And I mean, they are, and they are there all the time. Nice. And so it was 4th of July. They have an above ground pool. They rented a water slide. You know, people brought over their kids. Um, they have one couple that are particularly close friends. Well, I mean, not particularly close. I think that they love them all. But they have one couple that they hang out with a bit, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's... I'm going to guess 70, Okay. but um, his wife is actually younger than me, oh. so that means she's not yet 60. She's, she's <laughs> a trophy she's wife still <laughs> for that 70-year-old man. I know it, I know it. <laughs> and they're, they're from Finland, oh. and um, they are just incredible, and he makes his own homemade beer, nice. and uh, they they gave my daughter and son-in-law this amazing wedding gift last summer when they got married, and they're just so interesting, mm-hmm. you know, they're interesting to talk to, and, yeah. and, and, and they share their food, and their journey, and their wine, and they're just it. delightful. It kind of ends on a sad note, he, we saw him a couple of weeks ago, and he had had some heart problems and yesterday morning he passed away (gasps) yeah so really 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 shocking really shocking you know and all I can think about is his beautiful wife Tina and um you know just it just hurts my heart because she's you know they're from Finland and I I believe she has family that's over there and not here and oh. so you know it just it just makes you makes you think about we never know we never know and my daughter and a friend of hers were with uh, Tina in the hospital when um, when her husband passed away. Mark is his name. He passed away, and and they were there with her, and they were able to just love on her and mm-hmm. you know be with her. And I'm so impressed with this group of friends. It doesn't matter where they're from or mm-hmm. or how old they are. Mm-hmm. They truly pour into one another. And boy, that's just a that's just an incredibly beautiful thing to yeah. see. Yeah. Well and that's rare too to have a, a tight knit group of friends. It's fun it's funny you're saying that because um so my husband John frequents a um a place called Sequoia Brewery Brewery. <laughs> Brewery. I've been drinking, and it's only no <laughs> brewing company. I've been brewing. <laughs> I've been brewing. Um, That's okay. I've been stewing. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Sequoia Brewing Company is yeah. right right over across the street, and um, there's a plank. So, so there's this very long. It's probably twenty feet long, big bar. So a lot of people can fit around this plank, and it's kind of become. It's like a. It's like it's the, 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 it's, cheers it's the cheers of the of the tower district. It's the it cheers really of the tower district. It totally is. 
And so um, I have not been in there to the plank. I've been there a couple times in a booth having food with somebody else, but I haven't been to the plank since um, COVID. I haven't been in there and sat at a bar stool at the plank in okay. a long, long time. time. Now, yeah. John has been since, you know, they've, you know, removed the mask mandates and such and, people, you know, they're open. Right. So he's been there a lot, but... I showed up, and it's all the same people, you know, and there's a, there's a guy there named Sal, and, and Sal came up to me, and he gave me a big hug, and, and we started to talk about this group of people at this plank. Yeah. And all during COVID, all these people on that plank did a Zoom plank. They did? They had, they had plank. And John, my husband John, opened up a, a Zoom account so that it could go longer than, what is it, 40 minutes if you just have a free Zoom account, I think. So he opened up a, a, a Zoom account, and every day at 4 o'clock, the plank filled up. Every day? Every day. Oh, Deb, how every beautiful. Every single day. That's amazing. For over a year. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, and so they each had their beer sitting yep. there at their plank. Yep. Wow. And what's really interesting is that because of that, they all really got to know one another because you you can talk more intimately on a Zoom. You know, I mean, sometimes Zoom can be you hard. you can when you're 15 feet from yeah. the guy at the end of the plank. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, and Zoom has its limitations too because people are talking and interrupting. And so there's that that happens on Zoom. But generally speaking, all those people... Could zoom in. Not not all of them showed up every day, but there was a core group of I'll say ten to twelve wow. that showed up every day. And were they all men or no? Okay, no. Wow, that is incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so we were talking about. So now that they're all they can all you know meet back in person, and how cherish they all cherish. All these friends, friends and friendships that had got that got deeper right. um, because of COVID, right. and so it was just yeah. I, I really, I truly noticed that in in a weird sort of way, COVID kind of made certain little groups of people kind of gel and really, you know, be thankful for what they have, and and yeah. they've really made some good deeper friendships through it. So. That was, I mean, I walked in there and I felt like they're a little Debbie, <laughs> like Norm, <laughs> you know? That's incredible. It was totally like that. Wow. So. Yeah, I just, uh, I we just finished the first run of the first show back at the theater since COVID. And um, I wasn't in the cast. I wasn't in the booth. I wasn't taking care of props in the back. I wasn't anybody important. But yes, sir, because you tell everybody where the bathroom, where the bathroom is. Yeah. So, and I and I've explained before that I'm a, an MC, mm-hmm. and I I'm not the MC. I'm an MC. There's there's probably about four or five of us that rotate. That rotate. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on you know our schedules, and we just rotate, and it's it's the best gig. You know, I'm not paid a dime for it, but it's the best gig that I have. Right. Because it's just lovely to get up there and to be able to see the shows and see the audiences and hear them applaud. Sure. And they've all been so grateful to be back in the theater. But my last day of, so the last day of this particular show was Sunday. And my last day of emceeing was Saturday night. Mm -hmm. So when I went in Saturday night, I was given a cast gift by one of the guys that runs light. So here he is running lights, and he gave everybody a gift, even me. That's so sweet. And he wrote this very sweet note about, you know, what he appreciates um, about me as an MC. And it it was, uh, you know, I just, I hugged him, and I... I went home and told my husband, mm-hmm. this is just, you know, the theater family. There's just nothing like the theater family. Yeah, yeah And, for sure. you know, when you're looking for connection and you're looking for healing and mm-hmm. you're looking for hope or you're mm-hmm. looking for a shoulder to cry on, mm-hmm. honestly, you can find those things at the plank. 
Yeah. At the plank. <laughs> at the plank. Yep. Um, you can find those things at the theater, mm-hmm. you know, and so many of us are looking for those kinds of relationships. Right. Uh, from people that maybe aren't capable of giving those to us, yeah. whether it's family or church mm-hmm. or work mm-hmm. or, you know, those places where we spend our time. Right. Um, so, you know, a lot of us are living in this with this loneliness that mm-hmm. just exists all the time because we go to work, we do our job, nobody invites us out, we right. don't invite ourselves <laughs> right. out, we don't invite them out, we just do our job and go home, you right. know. But then you have Sequoia Brewing Company, yep. or you have the Good Company Players. You yep. have these these connections with these people who love you because you're a part of the team. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm with you there. It's, um, it's an interesting time. I do feel like, I think we touched on this, I think you said it, either the last podcast or the podcast before, but that... Um, you know, our society as a whole, as a collective, you know, we've all been depressed. Yeah. You know, grieving. we've all been grieving and we've all been depressed. And it does seem like the collective body of us are are kind of moving out of it. But it really does seem that there's been a little bit of a dark cloud over, I mean, at least in my immediate circle, and I'm including you in that, the last few months have been hard. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's because as a collective, and we're all trying to move back to a new normal, and so there's maybe wonky energy that doesn't doesn't know how to do that. Or what normal is. Or what normal is or supposed to be, and there's still questions, and we've all, we're all kind of treading on, you know, there's the variants and is the, exactly. are the vaccines going to last yeah. and do we need a boost and blah, blah, blah. All, yeah. all, all of, of those that, questions. All of that stuff. And, you know, I don't think that I'm necessarily conscious that that could be affecting me, but I do think that it does, Yeah. you know. And so I've been recognizing that in the last, just in the last week, um, I feel like for me in my little Debbie bubble, I feel like it's been lifting some of that. So the, the first thing is that um, I feel better. So right. physically, my body feels better. And I've been very... Your ankle, your back, they're all... I've been very proactive in trying to figure out what the F is <laughs> wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and so... Um, and what the triggers are. Yeah. And, yeah. So... I, I shared the whole story about the dog several podcasts ago, but I was <laughs> I was at uh, Goldstein's across the street um, last week. We went over there to listen to Steve Ono. Another bar. Another, another bar. Another bar. <laughs> right, it across. also has incredible yeah, beer. <laughs> yeah, really good beer. And not a bad plank. <laughs> no, no. So, um, so we went over there to hear Steve Ono, mm-hmm. wonderful local musician. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there talking to one of John's, my John's friends, who happens to be named John. Okay. He's an attorney. I start telling John what's going on with me, and he went, well, you've got a brachial plexus nerve situation going on. And I'm like, well, what is that? (laughs) And Tell me more. The injury attorney proceeds to tell me. He diagnosed me. No way. He totally diagnosed me. Now, the last time we talked, which was two weeks ago, actually, you were waiting for test results. You had to get results from an injury attorney sitting at a bar. I did. (laughs) And that was God at work right then and there because he began to explain what's going on. And so I went home and before I went to bed. I went to Dr. Google. I went to Dr. Google and sure enough, so... Fast forward to yesterday. Yeah. So I go to yoga, which is right next door to the bar. My favorite <laughs> place in town is Tower Yoga. Yeah. And um, the the owners, the young owners, love this chiropractor, and um, he happens to be out in Carruthers, which okay. is is a very small kind of farming community about forty minutes from here. Right. And. 
In my mind, grapes. They have great grapes yeah. and a great local fair. Okay. <laughs> yes, they do. Open gate fair, yeah. Free but gate fair. I just, in my mind, I, I just can't, I don't know. I can't put it together that in Carruthers, there's a really good chiropractor. I'm scared of chiropractors. I don't want to go. I don't want them to pop my neck. Right. So, but I... Let alone a small town mountain I don't, a chiropractor. It, it's easy to. It's I have, easy to. I had a prejudice. It's or, easy to have prejudice I, against I these mean, little small town country doctors. I get it. I didn't. It's know. not fair, but it's easy so, to understand. And so I recognize. But I'm, I even came home and told my husband, you know what? I. I think a lot of us we we consider ourselves open with no biases, but I sort of did. Mm-hmm. All that to say, I go to this. I finally thought, okay, I'm going to go. So last week I made the appointment and then I talked to the lady on the phone and I said, I just got to be honest with you, you know, Jameson at Tower Yoga has told me that this guy is a miracle worker, but I don't believe him, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go, but I don't believe him. Because <laughs> I'm sick of being sick and tired. <laughs> you know, and I said, and I don't want him to pop my neck. Right, right. And right. so she said, He's not going to pop your neck if you don't want him to. Yeah. Okay. So this is like a total, this is like jumping out of an airplane for me. I don't want him to touch my head or neck. Right. So, so I I understand that. I I get there. I get there. And within 10 minutes of me, not even 10, within three minutes of me sitting with this man who I've never met and I'm, you know, I'm assessing the whole thing. He, I started talking about my dog, and I was in instant tears. And he looked at me, and this is what he said to me. And this is when I went, oh, I am in the right place. He goes, did you ever think about what an amazing miracle it is that you got to be with her? Did you ever think about the blessing that it is that you got to be with your dog as she transitioned like that? Wow. I mean, so yes, I have thought those things, right. but I didn't expect that to come out of him. Right. And right. then, so I was like, damn. And it's easy to dismiss those words from people who know us and love us. Oh, dad, I we're know. so blessed to be with her. But when a stranger yeah. says it to you, you're like, okay, these are words I need to hear. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he, it's like he looked in me and he, and I've n- never met him. Yeah. And I have a little bit of a. A guard up because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want you. Don't to, you touch my don't neck. Don't touch my neck. <laughs> so, so then, then I begin describing my injury, and what does he say? You've got a brachial plexus traumatic injury to your nerve, like that. Wow. He he took X-rays of my back, and he could show me all the shit that's wrong. Right. Right. And. Um, he proceeded to say things to me like, our bodies can heal themselves, but I'm going to help your body. I'm going to guide your body to healing, but you have to do your part too. I mean, he was a very holistic, intuitive, spiritual, I'll say, dude. Yeah. Who has a country chiropractic office in Carruthers. And I love it. So I've only been once. So now I'm laying down. Now he's going to start working on me. And I'm laying down, and he's got his hands on my head, and he's, like, turning my head and, like, stretching my neck and turning my head, and, and I'm thinking... Were you able to relax? I was trying. Okay. Because uh, I think, I, I in my mind, I'm like, Debbie, you just, you got to trust. you got to trust that he's not... You, you asked him not to pop your neck. He's not going to do it, and he did not. Oh. He he maneuvered my head yeah. and my neck, but he didn't pop my neck. So thank you, Britt. <laughs> thank you, and I look forward to seeing you on Friday. Oh, you're going back. I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back. Yeah. So that I feel like that was too. And and I'm not in pain anymore, so I don't feel like I need to go get an MRI and all that. So. I feel like that was a huge piece. Yeah. And um and I and I am feeling a little bit better about my dog and my grief, but uh-huh. I did go see a counselor and so she's going to we're going to work together a little bit to 
help me process through and see what maybe that's connected to because I think there might be deeper stuff going on but I'm right. I'm I'm open to discovering those things right. um, I, I'm anxious to get her remains it's been almost two months yeah so that's probably gonna happen this week or next okay, okay. and I'm gonna have a a Bella party <laughs> I'm going to have a little service for her. Aww. So, so when, when we talked two weeks ago, you were still waiting for some medical tests and stuff to try to, and and you were just joking about, I'll see you in a few days if I'm not dying. If I'm not dying. If I'm not dead. Yeah, so. And so all of those tests came back fine, except for. Well, my sodium is low. Yeah. And um, so there's different, I mean, it wasn't super low. Right. Not, right. it was like if normal, I don't know what the range is, but say normal is one to 10. Yeah, yeah. Mine was minus one. I mean, right. it was just a little bit below normal. Right. So it wasn't like, you know. Right. Um, so she's, we're going to look at that. I have a physical, but there's, there, all the awful things that I think she was testing me for came back negative. <laughs> so you're not dying. I don't think you so. You know, it's a really interesting thing though, and I think I texted you this after after you let me know. We have we in America have a really um have a, have a fear of salt. And we're not supposed to have salt because it makes our blood pressure go up and it makes us, mm-hmm. you know, in, it have inflammation and all I this have, kind of stuff. I have chips that are hiding from people all around this school so that you can keep so your I can, sodium so up. I can eat my salt. <laughs> Well, here's the deal is that we drink so much water, first mm-hmm. of all, and hydration has been something, you know, I was just listening to a, to a podcast about some of our medical myths that we have swallowed mm. here in this country. And the idea of hydration mm-hmm. is one of those. I've recently listened to something on that as well. Kind of so. medical myths. And it's not that we shouldn't drink water because we, of course, are made up of so much water, but we can get hydration from so many other things. Exactly. Exactly. There's fruits and vegetables and, right. you know, just the, it, there's, we're, we're taking it in well, whether we know it or it, not. I mean, what I learned to the, with, with the little thing I listened to is that, and, and this is something that I never learned or was taught, I think, incorrectly, is that, you know, even though coffee, and this is decaf, uh-huh. <laughs> even, even though coffee is a diuretic, mm-hmm. caffeine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, it's still mostly water, right. and so you are it, you are getting hydration. I mean, even with sodas and things, you there's wa- there's mo- they're mostly water. Right. So you, and the bad stuff, the caffeine, that's what makes it a diet. The bad stuff. Yeah. That's what makes it a diuretic is that your body tends to absorb what's good. Right. The the water. Our bodies are much f- smarter than we give them credit right. for. Right. So they do absorb the water and then that's why you end up peeing so much afterwards is because you're peeing out a lot of that caffeine. Yeah. And your brain knows that absorbing all that caffeine isn't something that's necessarily a good thing. So right. it absorbs what it can use and then it kind of exactly. sloughs off the, and, the rest. And alcohol is the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's why they tell you um, if you're going to drink, drink a glass of water in between mm-hmm. because you will, you know, eliminate more. And that's what a hangover is, is being a little bit dehydrated. dehydrated. And my friend's, my friend's husband is a runner and he actually was hospitalized after a run once. You told um, me this. Yeah, yeah, because he and he was very, very sick. And all he did was, you know, he'd stop and drink water during the run, and he ended up being so low in sodium right. that he got very, very sick and was had to be put in the hospital. Well, and, I, and he was only there for 24 or 48 hours, but that's the issue was that he was drinking too much water. Yeah, and I read that, too, and I, and I actually read, too, that um, this is maybe TMI, but, <laughs> but no, but people who have constipation. Sometimes it's because they're drinking too much water because everything just gets kind of waterlogged in there and can't can't move. Isn't that you interesting? Know? So Isn't we interesting? we really can drink too much water. So well, I don't whole... know what the right amount is, especially if you're an athlete. And me, I go over and do that hot yoga, and I swear to you, I must sweat out 
I don't know, three of these. Well, you know what? I don't when, know. when we need to be hydrated, our body will tell us. Yeah. And when we're thirsty, we just need to drink. And, um, you know, I think that one of the one of the issues is the bottled water companies have mm-hmm. just told us that we needed to drink, you know, eight, yeah. eight ounce glasses a day. And right. that's what you need to have. Mm-hmm. And, or you need to have one ounce for every pound you weigh. That's, or, that's you know, what that I've kind always of heard. Thing. And so, you know, that can be an awful lot of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's... It's a myth that has just been propagated by the um, bottled water companies right. who want to sell us uh, water. And then, of course, we have those bottles then that are going into landfills. Yep. And many of them are put on barges and sent over to places like India where there's mountains and mountains of of plastic bottles, know. you know, and our oceans and everything. And it's just, it's just not necessary, Absolutely you know, not. To, to, to put all that into our landfills mm-hmm. and to... And, well, and there's so many contraptions that you can buy today, too. Um, I saw yesterday, and I've never seen it before, but it was a groovy little thermos thing, and it was a Brita. So it came with a, like a little, a little teeny, a little small little filter. And so you can just fill up your water in your tap. So if you have issues with the water, you can have fresh water all the time. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Well, it's nice to be, to feel like you're getting back to to healing. Isn't the road to healing (coughs) and and to feeling better, isn't that a good road to be on? It feels good, doesn't it, it? it, it? It really, really does. I, um. I don't, and I, you know, I can't really isolate, you know, exactly why, except that I just, you know, maybe the universe is just letting up. I mean, it's just, it does feel like it's letting up. But on Sunday, I had a really interesting experience, and I'm going to put this into, you know, it, it was sort of part of me. I mean, I think. I think in the last couple of months, and I think we touched on this in a podcast, it's, I've had actually said, God, are you even there? Right. Kind of, you know, and, and I don't know that I've ever kind of been that, I don't know, unsure. Yeah. If, you know, God is there. And um, so Sunday, I was like, okay, you're, you, you, you are. <laughs> so I, I left my home at about 10.30 in the morning, and all I was going to do, I took a book, I was going to go over to the car wash and sit there in the lobby and drink my coffee and let them wash my car, because it really, really needed it, and, and let them do it. And it's probably about an hour, Yeah, because there's usually a line. And yeah. So I washed what, my car for the first time in the pandemic about a week and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, for the first time. Wow. I mean, it's not... I mean, the outside I did yeah. have washed, but the inside the in, didn't be yeah. vacuumed and it, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't terrible, but yeah, it was that, good to have it done. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted them to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get up to a particular light that's right by my house, and there's a lady in a little car, and her door is open, and I can clearly see that she's extremely upset, and she's her hazard lights are on, so her car has stalled in the left turn lane. Oh, okay. So she's in the intersection, so not on the side of the no, road. No, I mean, she's not she's, in the intersection, but she's in a lane. Yeah, she's right there. Okay. She's the first one in line to turn left at the green arrow okay. to turn left. Okay. So I come up right behind her, and like I said, she's clearly distraught. She's crying. I get out of the car. I'm like, okay, get out of the car. <laughs> Because I'm going to have to push this car well, or I'm going to have to talk to her. Something's going to have to happen if I want to turn left. <laughs> that's exactly right. So I, 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 I'm trying to console her. Yeah. I'm like, you know, miss, it's going to be fine, you know. And I'm like, you know, touching her shoulder. It's, it's all right. We're going to, well, it's okay. Yeah. I said, so I said, I can help you push this car. So. You're, you see me, and I've got a back thing, and I'm like, I'm gonna. I, I'm sorry, I just want to swear today. <laughs> I'm gonna mess up my I'm back even effing, more. I'm gonna effing push this car. So, my little tiny body and my messed yeah. up back. But so we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. So I, I told her to put the car in neutral. So she was kind of helping. She was pushing at the door, and I'm pushing, and we're the car is moving, and it's gonna. Yeah. This man. All tatted up man comes running across the street. He's like, do you guys need help? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so we're, we're pushing the car, 
and, and picks the car up and yeah. holds it with one yeah. hand over his head. <laughs> well, he says to her, just jump in the car and steer. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't know that she has a back injury. Oh. I didn't know that at the time. But she, she kind of flumped herself in the car and started to steer. And then me and this guy are pushing this car. Yeah. And I said, well, we don't have to go to the gym today. And he started laughing. And then he said, he said, you know, my family and I were homeless and I, so many people helped me. And I, he said, so when I see stuff like this, I, it's my way to give back. And I, and I just want to say this, and, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'm so great because I helped her, but I'll just say this. There were a zillion cars that could have stopped and nobody stopped. Yeah. Nobody stopped. Yeah. This guy was in the Walgreens parking lot and he saw this going on and he came across the street. His wife and kids were in the car. Nobody stopped. Right. And it's like, why? So we get the lady up there. We get her parked and we get her safe. Right. So she's right. off the road. She's in a parking place. And, and um, he gets in the car and he goes and, and she didn't have her. She's like, I don't have my phone. I can't call. I said, it's all right. I got my phone, so we get, she's got car insurance. Okay, good. So we call her thing, and yeah. and um, and um, we get we get him on the phone, and the tow truck's going to be there in 45 minutes. And so I said, well, where were you on your way to? And she said, I just was going to go up the street and get my cigarettes and go home. <laughs> and then in, in, in there somewhere... She knew she lives on my same street, okay. only on the other side of the tracks. Okay. She's walked and seen my car, so she knows exactly where I live and recognized my car. Which has a sign on the side of it for yeah. your for you, your business, you, you right? Can't, you can't miss me. I mean, but but that's yeah. I mean, but that's why it's noticeable. It's because it's, it's got yeah, it's Fresno, got your business Fresno sign. Fresno Music Academy. Yeah, 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 you can't yeah. miss it. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, so now it's like, okay, I'm not gonna go get my car washed. I'm going to be, this is what I'm doing yeah. instead. Right. Right. right so right. I just, it's fine. I can get and my it's car. hot. It's hot. I mean, it's I, very I, hot. Yeah. yeah. So I said, well, why don't you hop in my car and I'll go take you down. We'll get your cigarettes and then we'll come back and I'll wait with you with the tow truck. So, so that's what I did. Okay. So I'll just say this. The lady was African-American. The lady was probably 40s. Um, poor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if she's educated. I, I don't know that I would be able to tell that, mm -hmm. but I know she's smart. Mm -hmm. I could tell she's smart. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there and I listened to her and she cried and she told me stories about how her mom recently died. Mm -hmm. And she told me stories about her kids. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, she told me stories about her work and how, People weren't very nice to her and not paying her what she knew she was worth and were trying to take advantage of her. And she was telling him about her back injury, you know, and and, and I, I felt like, in a way, I felt similarly to how I feel when I work at hospice mm -hmm. and when I'm, like, with a patient person and it's like, I just feel like, I know that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in that exact moment. And that's how it felt. I felt like I needed to see from a more inside perspective what this feels like. And she she brought up racism. I did not. Okay. She brought it up. Okay. And she said, you know, and on top of it, I have to deal with racism and I have to deal with all, of, you know. And I actually, at a point, started crying listening to her talk mm -hmm. because I felt like the universe gave me just this much of a glimmer into a person's life that you and I, we have no clue. Right. We have absolutely no clue how someone like her, you know, has to live. And, you know, she proceeded to tell me things like, I don't want to watch TV all day. No, I don't work. I'm, I'm, I'm on disability. Mm -hmm. And... Because she's got, she had a nerve thing. Okay. 
Like, wow. I can relate. <laughs> and so, you know. You have more in common with her than, than, well, than she, not. She you told know? me. And that's she, what's so important. She told me she loves to paint. Oh, my gosh. She told me she loves music and she loves to sing. Oh, my gosh. And she told me all this stuff. And I'm and I I really did and I, I we actually exchanged phone numbers. Wow. I thought um maybe I'll call her and yeah. go take her out to coffee. I don't know, yeah. but it, it 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 was like exactly that. We are all the same. Yeah, we were all the same, and it was like, you know, Debbie, gosh darn it. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of things to be depressed about. There really have, and and I. And I'm not discounting my own grief with my dog because that sucks. I know. Um, But there's real pain. There's real grief. But there's there's reasons for hope and for healing and for, you know, to see the good in the world. Yeah. And and I just felt like what a sweet lady. Wow. And and I would never have an opportunity to really sit with somebody and listen to her story and really hear her heart and hear the things that she struggles with and and really get to hear it from her perspective. We were sitting in a little car and I I don't know. It was like it just it transported me out of yourself, myself and my stupid car. Right, right, (laughs) right, right. Right. I don't. It was just. It was beautiful. It was just really I, beautiful. I think that as we scroll through social media and we see all these things that we want to argue with and dispute and 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 you know, I heard for the first time. I'd never heard this term, but somebody called you know, democrats, C R A P, oh. democrats. Those democrats. I've never heard. That. And I'm like, I've I've not ever heard that one before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard. I thought I'd heard all that really nasty negative things that yeah. one side can say about the other and right. vice versa you know right. but the truth of the matter is is that as we scroll through and as we as we want to point fingers and as we want to fight and call people names the truth of the matter is that we all have way more in common than not we really really that it do. doesn't matter the color of our skin or the or our our, our station, our financial station. No. It doesn't really matter. We are all just trying to survive. Right. We're all trying to love one another. We're all trying to get down the street for our pack of cigarettes. And right. you know, right. I'm not a smoker, you're not a smoker, but still, if I'm in my car and I'm on my way just down the street to run an errand and the car dies, right. that is a big monkey wrench that's been thrown into my day. Right. And so that frustration is something we can all identify with. Right. And so why not try to see all of these right. things you know, it's it's so hard sometimes to have a conversation with people I, as I'm kind of in the midst of this this you know reconciliatory um, attempt with your family with family. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to point out is, hey, you have this opportunity to to do things your way, to do things this way. But I want that same grace, right? You know, to be able to do things my way and to you know, right. And I think that that's an important thing for all of us to remember about one another. Right. You know, is that we're all just we're all just trying to do our best. Right. Just with what we've been dealt. Right. The and good, the bad, the ugly. It's, and it's just so easy, you know, and, and I mean, you know, it's not like I really thought, how could there be a good chiropractor in Carruthers? <laughs> but, you know, in, in, in a certain sort of jokey way, it's on my part, not respectful, and I felt sort of bad about that that way. That I thought that. That I, you know, honestly, it's like, shame on you, Deb. So I grew. I grew in that moment. I learned something. And and I grew listening to... To go someplace that you maybe have never been before, that you don't think you're going to get to, and and learn to see what's good there. And, And just so being open to... Okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to go forth. I'm going to trust. I'm going to you know, I'm going to I don't know. It, I so I've had these couple of kind of interesting little little growth moments that yeah. that I feel like I didn't plan. Right. I, you know, and and I feel like I've grown and been yeah. able to see into another person's life and understand a little bit deeper yeah. some of the struggles and and that's been good for me to heal. 
That's awesome. You know, it's been good for me to to see that we really are all the same. And you know, you've had a you've had a couple of articles of clothing that you've wanted <laughs> yeah. some um, healing. Yes, uh, you know, that, that have needed some doctoring. Totally. And um, so I have. You've given them to me, and I've used my little. She might give me a new one. I I'm not sure I can. I have another one. I'm not sure I can heal that one quite as well as I healed the other ones. Yeah. Well. Um. But and you know, but again, it's just a little tiny like moth hole, or you got it snapped on a car seat or something like that Mm -hmm. and you want it repaired but here's the thing is that the pieces that I did repair for you I think one of them you probably can't tell was repaired Mm -hmm. the other one you can tell was repaired. As, uh, you could. If you I mean, really if, look. Well, if you know that it's. If you know where to look. If you know where to look, you can probably tell. Otherwise, you would not know. <laughs> <laughs> and and they do look really well. But see, that's the thing is when you love something, mm-hmm. instead of throwing it away. Right. Instead of throwing it away, you look for ways to repair it. See, look at this cute shirt. Look at how shirt. cute that it's is. A I cute mean, why, shirt. why wouldn't you want to repair that? Totally. Right? I mean, I'm in my mind, I'm like, well, couldn't you just, we can make a whole new shirt. Because I love this part of it so much that someone could just take the whole thing apart and re-sew this onto the whole new shirt. Well, and maybe we could make some other bigger holes and then put this kind of lace in all those little holes so you have little patches of holes. Well, see, <laughs> there's ways to fix things. There's ways to fix things. And heal things. There's ways Even to Even special clothes. <laughs> Even special clothes. And that's the thing is that when we love something, mm-hmm. whether it's a picture or an article of clothing, mm-hmm. or a dog, or you know, our, our kids, mm-hmm. even our hair. Yeah. When we when we love something, we find ways to repair it. How many hair products out there say repair? Right. You know, five right. five minutes a day and repair your split ends. You right. know, that right. kind of a thing. And our skin. I was gonna say our skin. Our skin. <laughs> um, and, and and we're always looking for these ways to repair things. And yet somehow when we've got a friend or a neighbor with whom we disagree, we are ready to just take them and, and, and throw just, them away and, and just toss them away and I say, know. you are, you are crap. I don't you like are, that. you are not worth, you know, dealing with I know. because of the color of our skin, because of our political bent, because of religious, um, stuff. religious stuff, because of um, how much money we do or do not make, because of whether or not we like certain food or certain music. There's I mean, all there's kinds so of reasons. so many things that we are so judgmental about that the, whether or not to wear a mask, whether or not, you know, mm-hmm. we agree with Dr. Fauci or science or faith or whatever. We've just got these long lists of reasons that we are okay with throwing people away. I know. I know, Liz. You know, or dismissing their feelings, dismissing their opinions, dismissing their heart, Mm -hmm. you know, when really it's a beautiful shirt with a little tiny hole. A little teeny tiny hole that with a little bit of love can be whole again. Exactly. And I don't care if you can see a little bit of it. (laughs) Just Liz, please take my, it with you so you my, can try to heal my shirt. Yeah, my sister says something, and I think she said she'll say wabi sabi. And what does that mean? And, That's adorable. It it means I want to say in Japanese, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but in some language it means like, um, well, like like if you get a you get your first scratch on your new car, it like, oh well, now it's broken in. There you go. It, you know, it's like it's. Now it's real, or I don't. I don't exactly know it the is name. What it is. But she'll say like she got a new dining room table, oh, okay. and somehow it she scratched it. And she's like, you know, yeah. that makes you like, Ugh. but it's like, eh, it's a thing. Wabi sabi. I, I was uh, just uh, talking the other day about the first. Um, yeah, that'd be great to look at. I was just talking the other day about the very first time my kids ever bled, you know, mm-hmm. and their little lip got cut because they were learning how to walk and they mm-hmm. hit it on something or maybe they, you know, smashed their finger in a door or whatever. Yeah. And those first moments when you're 
new perfect baby gets its first little scar or its first little cut, little cut yeah. or whatever. And it's so traumatic. Mm-hmm. And, and we want to protect them and keep them from ever having that happen to them again. Right. And the older they get, the, the bigger their cuts get mm-hmm. and the more bleeding they do. Yes. And, and the less um, the less you're able to repair them, you right. know. Right. And it's just it just gets harder and harder. And yet you don't stop. Right. You don't stop trying to repair them. You don't stop trying to fix their wounds. Oh. And or at least at the very least sitting with them right. while they re- right. re- recover. And yet somehow we are okay doing that with friends. We're okay doing that. A lot of us don't want to repair clothes. We just want to throw it in the trash and go get something new. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much to be said for the art of repair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's clothing or relationships or friends or whatever, when we are willing to repair something, to do the work and put in the to time. To do the work. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think, you know, a lot, so much of my anxiety and depression has come from people not wanting to do the mm-hmm. work in, 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 in reparations. Yeah. And, and that, that's where it becomes tricky in, in relationships with people when, when you know you're open to wanting to fix something. Yeah. And it really doesn't seem the other like the other person is. And I know that that is such a heavy weight for the person that is open open and yeah. wanting to fix it. I see that. Well, I've seen that with you. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen it recently with me. And I, I see it with others where it just it seems like some relationships are just impossible. And that person is just now suffering because they want so much for there to be a reconciliation and it's just not going to come. Yeah. Yeah. And how how we let go, you know, we that would be a really good topic of for a podcast of you know, the art of of trying to let go and I don't know, maybe we should bring in like a a, a special a therapist. A therapist. Do you, when your kids were little, did you ever see the the um the the video the, the what is it? The happy little toaster that the grumpy little toaster, the... I feel like I have... Something, there's there's a description, and you guys are going to... You're yelling right now at the podcast saying, hey, this is the name of yeah, it. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> um, but it's about things that are left out in the trash. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they have a second chance at... Right. You know, they have a second chance at life. And right. a second chance at, you know, being loved again. Right. And, you know... Uh, it's it's now trash pickup day in our neighborhood, and people are putting trash out in the streets, and um and and almost within minutes of putting out uh, some trash, somebody is there going through it, right. and they're taking what they want. Right. And you know it's really interesting that that so many of us are willing to stop and go through someone else's trash in case there's a treasure right. there. I've done it. <laughs> Absolutely. I've done it. I've done it as well. And, you know, we we are great at looking for treasures among someone else's trash, mm-hmm. but we're not willing to look at people that we consider trash and seeing the treasure in them. That's a really good point, Liz. And I think it's really important that we just stop mm-hmm. and see them as treasures because yeah. somebody loves them, somebody cares about them, right. and um, there is something worth saving. They have, a, they have a story. They have a story. They totally have a story. We don't know what what they've been through. We have no idea the childhood they had or what yeah. kind of parents or grandparents or there's so many generational things that that can just come through families and that people get stuck and there's so many problems and and I I really feel like it it the way that it can get changed is if we can it's like one person at a time. If I take the time to get to know the people around me and take opportunities like Helping this young lady um, gives me an opportunity to grow. Yeah, you know, and 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 being willing and open. And if we all did that, you know, I mean, I should do it more. But exactly. you know, I mean, I you know, you're not always given a blatant opportunity like that. I mean, yeah. that one was pretty like 
Right. I mean, what am I gonna, um, What are you going to do? Just I'm sit not, there behind your uh, car I'm and just honk not at gonna, the woman? <laughs> absolutely. And there's, just, there's no way. There's no way I I could not have gotten out of the car. Yeah. You know? Well, and but just... We, we don't, we're not presented with that, that kind yeah. of stuff every day. And just like I said about my daughter's friends and stuff and this, this beautiful couple that was from, you know, Finland. And had it not been for my daughter, I never would have met them. I never would have heard their story. Mm-hmm. I never would have heard their heart. Um, you know, I never would have uh, heard her story of, right. of immigrating to this country or him. He mm-hmm. immigrated first and then her and how they did it and what they think of this country. All those, you know, all those new uh, thoughts mm-hmm. and you know all that kind of stuff and and there was there was an older man he's in his mid sixties I mean I say older because he's buddy he's lived older that, than us yeah, older than us <laughs> but he's he when he was a young man he he lived a very young manny life a very young manny life and he's kind of he's kind of paying the price now for it as uh-huh. he's an older man but he's got long hair and a big old mustache and he just sat in his chair and watched all the kids going up and down the water slide and swimming around and i went over to him and i said how you doing you know on 4th of july how you doing and he goes i'm having a great time <laughs> and you know you would you would hardly know that just yeah. by looking at him but he's just watching all of these people who are in his circle and in his world, yeah, yeah. and he's loving every one of them. Yeah. And and then little, you know, people would come over, and there was a chair sitting next to him, and you could see someone sit there for three or four minutes and chit chat with them, and and he just sat there, I'm having a great time, <laughs> and he would just <laughs> smile, and he's somebody who says, "You like Idaho." Don't move here, <laughs> you know, because he wants to keep Idaho, Idaho, the because same, yeah, so yeah, many people yeah. have moved there, and, you know, right. and they've changed it. Right. Um, so he's like, we love you visiting, but don't move here. Um, but that's what I want for my life. Yeah. And it seems elusive right now. But you know what? If it's something you want and something you're open to, mm-hmm. and I I need to be more open to the people in my world who might have holes in them that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want that person. Yeah. But you know what? The holes don't make them any less mm-hmm. delightful or I any have less holes. beautiful. We all do. We all do. <laughs> but sometimes you're like, oh, that person, that, that's too much. I that's know. too much for me. Too but many you know holes. What? Too many holes. But there's something, there's something that each, we all have more in common than not. Yep. We really, really do. So let's look for those similarities and not differences and um, just continue being good humans, everybody. Yeah. Be a good, kind human. Yeah. That's, get out and push a car now and then. You mm-hmm. might, you never know who you're going to meet that's or what new right. story. Or what new story and what you're going to learn. Yeah. It's just, it just was amazing. So. That's awesome. Well, this has been great. And um, uh, if you like our podcast, please like us on Facebook. Please like and us and like and rate us. Go to go to the ratings and like us and rate us. That helps people find us. Mm-hmm. And we want to bring hope and healing, yep. even in our even in our grumpy brokenness. We sometimes we just want to. Yep. We just want you that's, our story to help and heal yep. you. And that's 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 why we dance with skeletons. That's, that's right. why. <laughs> And they're really good dance partners because they go wherever you want them they to. They do because they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you can swing them around. <laughs> All right. All right. See you next Love time. Love you, Dad. Love you, too. Bye. Bye.